0: Hello, dreamers. If I was famous enough to have a cult following, I assume that's what they'd be called. Dreamers or sleepyheads, maybe. Anyway, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the podcast on YouTube and iTunes and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at live in the Dream 506 But most importantly, keep listening and let me know what you think. My guest today is the guitarist for the band Caspian. Please give it up for Aaron Burke Moran. doing today i'm good awesome just before we get started i was i interviewed uh Maciek of tides from nebula a little while ago and he mentioned that yeah, you guys cool. played together and your friends and stuff and because i was talking to him and i was like uh do you guys have any plans to tour in america or the united states and he mentioned he'd love to tour with you guys so i thought that was kind of cool
1: yeah no we we um we did a we put some shows with them you know, a long time ago, starting back in like 2009 or something like that, and then you know we did a couple of shows with them over in in Europe on a tour that we were on. They're just they're great guys, you know, just really good dudes, awesome musicians. Yeah, that'd be cool to see you guys link up again for a North American tour or something. You no, know, so it's yeah, it's been it's been a little while actually since I've, I've caught up with any of them. That'd be great to hook back up again. So the new album on Circles, what can you tell me about that? Oh man, um, that's a great open-ended way to ask that. <laughs> uh, it's a uh, it's was, it was, it was a it was a good ride. Um, we got we have to work with this uh, this dude Will Yip. He produced the album, and um, yeah, I mean it was it was just a fresh kind of process, um, and just the way that we kind of worked on it ourselves, which. Usually we've we'd been like grinding things up over rehearsals like a few times a week. But um, the nature of the band, we just kind of we kind of spread out a little bit more. So we had to be a little bit more intentional about getting together. So we ended up just doing like these kind of like week, week-long chunks or so at a, at a studio and just kind of hanging out. For, and the whole time we were just focused on writing the songs and putting the record together. And I, I think like just having it, feel more like what we were supposed to do that day for work rather than having it all be like an afterthought after we all gone through our days really just made a huge difference. Um, I don't know, just on the creative side and just putting us in a good headspace to write. So anyway you know, took that and then you know went into the studio with this, this dude Will and did some pre-production, which we had never done before. We just kind of played through the songs and he had a bunch of really great ideas and we just kind of wrestled through it some, a bit before we kind of came came down to a final product. And then I mean when we recorded, he was awesome. Uh he was just really great at getting good takes and then making us all feel, feel comfortable and I don't know. So after all that we finally having the record come out maybe about a, a month ago, it's been a it's been a pretty good run this time.
0: Nice. What the, why the name on circles? What's the meaning behind that?
1: um you know i guess like for us since we don't i mean we have some lyrics obviously in this record but since we don't usually i mean the the, the titles for everything are just kind of like it has a bit to do with just this the feel of the album and i guess maybe what we're trying to say but this this one the, it was just kind of weird there was like like the beginnings and the ends of a lot of the songs that we were writing kind of seemed a little circular where we were kind of starting off and then ending in like a similar place. And uh, so um, one of the other guys wrote um, wrote an acoustic jam that's got some uh, lyrics in it. And one of, one of the phrases is uh, from the song Circles on Circles. So I think it just, when that kind of came into the, you know, to the song realm for this record, we kind of realized that that was just a good motif. So just kind of cool long about long about as to how we kind of got there. Right. So what uh, what
0: about lyrics? Like, how do you guys decide what needs lyrics? Because I know, like, especially with post-rock and you guys, you're predominantly instrumental, but you kind of have dabbled with lyrics. So what makes a song worthy or not worthy of lyrics, in your opinion?
1: Oh, huh. no, that's a really good question. I mean, I, I think, um, well, you know, I guess I'll just kind of tackle this record. for this one in particular... I mean, we, on the last album, we had branched out, and actually the last like two, it kind of started messing around with this idea of having a singer or having some sort of vocal-esque part or something, and yeah, I mean, uh, for this record, we kind of went in it intentionally with the idea of writing a song and then trying to kind of work with a, a singer outside of the band. Um, that's, that's kind of how that's how nostalgic third track on the record came about. So, I mean, it was just kind of, it was almost like there was just like this overarching kind of like, we, we should just try this. And by the time we would finished writing the songs, um, that song "Nostalgia" just kind of stood out to us. Not as like necessarily needing a vocal performance, but as being one that could could be, uh, you know, highlighted is the right word, but right. um, could it could be enhanced maybe. And then, I mean, you know, just kind of had a a song that he was working on and just kind of felt like writing some lyrics and putting it together and presenting it to the band. And I mean, it's kind of just how most things kind of go with us. Somebody just kind of gets an idea and presents it and then we all just kind of work our way through it. But um, yeah, I mean, I I think it's just kind of, kind of to really answer your question, just kind of comes down to when we feel like there's something that needs to actually be said. You know, cause there's there's a lot you can I think you can kind of say with just music, but sometimes if, you, if, if you're really just feeling, I guess feel just feel like you really need to say something. So, yeah. How do you come up with the titles for your songs? Um, it's actually, it kind of just floats around. um, There's actually one of our friends who's named a bunch of our tunes just because it's something he kind of likes to do, <laughs> and, it <just> kind of <laughs> and so. Uh, with Phil, and they just kind of he's ended up naming a bunch of our songs, but um, I mean, I think it, you know we're, we're always just looking for something to, to sort of to grasp the the vibe or the feeling of the song. That's just kind of in, in word form. There's not there's not really like a specific way necessarily. But so the
0: writing process itself for the songs, how do you without like lyrics and without a title or things like that, like do you kind of try to pick a mood? as a as a group and then expand on like i find post-rock is very it almost describes a setting and like a feeling most of the time like do you guys do things yeah. like that when writing
1: yeah i mean i i, I you know it, because there aren't as many rules i think it kind of happens in like quite a, quite a few different ways and sometimes it's literally like like when we're having one of these sessions this last time we're all just like why don't we just write a song with and we are all just on keyboards for once. So we just kind of sat around and, like, you know, worked something out that way, and a song was born. So, you know, like, uh, other times, somebody's got, like, pretty much, like, a whole structure with a bunch of ideas, and then we just flesh that out. And, and other times, it's just, like, literally somebody has a chord progression, and then we jam and find something that works with that chord progression, and then just try to imagine how we could build a song around it. So um. it's kind of like a... Very organic Kind of thing uh, We often do
0: Fan questions And one of the ones I got a lot I just want to throw it In here now While we're kind of Still in the origins yeah. Section It's more of like uh, So a lot of people Were wondering About your name Caspian Like the origins Of that Is there a mm-hmm. Is there a story Behind it
1: Um. Yeah I mean It was It's just like Another one of those Things where when The band was uh, In the early days A couple of guys Kind of With you know, Trying to settle on a lot of name, and a couple of the guys came to a practice or something at the same time and kind of had the same name from different angles. And it was just kind of like, oh, I guess that's the one, you know? Yeah. It was really just kind of as simple as that.
0: So, no real history or significance to it?
1: No, not really. I mean, I think one of the guys was kind of like into. The Narnia books a lot, and one of the guys was thinking about the ocean or something. And it was actually before I was uh, I was in the band, so I've just heard the story like (laughs) a hundred times. But I mean, yeah, I, I think it was just kind of, you know, it's like most things with us where if it just kind of feels good and resonates and sticks, that's kind of it. Yeah, absolutely.
0: One thing I found interesting, um, when I was listening to your podcast, you guys talk about how you guys are selling out big rooms, touring the world and things like that, yet still need to work day jobs to make ends meet. Is there like, do you know if there's like a reason behind that? Like, do you think it's because of the post-rock genre not being as mainstream or just, is it a conscious decision that you guys just want to work a day job or like,
1: mm-hmm. how do you feel yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just kind of the way that I've kind of just landed with it is it's just part of the music business. I mean, I think some of it's that, you know, we play in a bit of a smaller kind of genre in each thing or something, but I think it's just, you know, there's so many bands and it takes a lot to um, really get to a point where you can monetarily be like profitable. Like, all year <laughs> yeah you know? so i mean most of the time we're we're just kind of hoping that you know that um we, we get covered for the time that we're on the road and most of, most of the time it works out well that way but you know it's i, I think that you know some bands they just kind of take a step forward and just you know kind of hope for the best and put themselves out there and i've seen that work for a couple of the bands that we know but um, it was just, that was never really in, in our cards to quite do it that way.
0: Yeah, it's tough where, like, the top 1% of bands, so to speak, make it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I, you know, the longer I've been doing this, the more I've just kind of just been okay with that. I mean, it's it's a funny, like, um, you know, at, one, at some point, you know, you can kind of think of success as, you know, being that you make enough money to just do whatever you want, and I think at a certain point, like, just kind of realize that success is not always linked to just money. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> um, there's, there's so many wonderful experiences that this band has afforded all of us, and the life that we've been able to create. And I mean, we, you know, we also have all created lives that work around this. This whole thing—we have jobs where we can kind of get away and do the dancing and make space to write. And so I mean, you yeah, know, I guess there's that bigger picture. Yeah, for too. sure. Do you think it
0: impacts the creative process in any way? Like, does it hurt or help uh-huh. that you guys need to do other things?
1: I mean, the classic argument is that it is that it helps because it's still a struggle. Yeah, <laughs> but, exactly. I mean, I mean, um, I, I think it's just kind of, I think it's just kind of like is the way it is. Like, I, I don't know if, um, if all of a sudden we became really successful and popular if, if we'd write worse songs and not, I mean, maybe, but <laughs> I'd really like to, I'd like to think that, you know, we'd just, we'd just keep writing music, but. Um,
0: hit that sophomore yeah. curse 10 or 15 years in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um what is your day
1: job what do you do on the side uh oh, well so i'm a i'm a guitar teacher oh perfect um have, have kind of been taken a little bit of a, a side route with that um my, my wife and i uh we, we did this did this big hiking trip a couple of years ago we, we hiked the at together the appalachian trail right and uh Kind of got kind of got back from that, and kind of started to think about what we want to do next. So we actually um, we we bought a van, and I've been converting that to travel. So the, the majority of my time my time lately is at home. has been spent kind of f- figuring out that whole bit of a thing. So I've kind of stepped back from teaching as much lately. But the song Ishmael is about it, that, is it not? Yeah, I mean it was that was just. Like that was, I had a kind of just the base idea for that song. And it was one of the first things I wrote after I got back from hiking. So, I mean, it always kind of reminds me of of being out there and I, I guess the other guys too.
0: How long did it take you guys to finish the
1: trail? Uh, we are hiking for... Well, we we're, we're out there for seven months, and we probably did about a month of days off, so we we're hiking for about six months.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah, my former co-host of this podcast just completed it last
1: fall. Wow, awesome. Yeah, cool. So, yeah, you know, like, it's awesome, man. Yeah. What's the what's the next plan he's also
0: done the pacific crest trail do you guys have any plans to hit any more
1: uh well we've yeah that's at some point we're actually um now we actually pregnant <laughs> and um we're gonna just we do like any moment now actually <laughs> oh nice um yeah so uh we're gonna travel as a family but i, I don't know when we'll necessarily be able to do a, a full-on hike, hike again But. Um, we did while we were out there um, in 2017, we met a, a couple that was hiking with a baby. So um, we did the whole trail actually with like a nine month old. I mean, obviously, we kind of aged through the process. But, um, wow. <laughs> and it was just, uh, I, I mean, I would love to do the PCT, but if anything, I see us maybe doing the AT again. Oh, yeah? At some point. Yeah, it's just. I mean, TCT, I'd I'd love to do it, but it's, um, you're just kind of, you're out there a lot. (laughs) Oh, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? AT is, like, a little bit more, like, there's a road to go somewhere, like, every, every five miles or so. So, it's just as far as, uh actually traveling with youngsters, it would make more sense to do something where you're not like 40 miles away from civilization all the time.
0: Yeah. Good
1: so, to have an exit strategy with a kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're we're going we're gonna to try to raise him as well. Him or her, we don't know but as a little hiker. So we'll kind of, we'll kind of see when we all get to, to do a really long adventure again, but it's, it's still in our books. That's, I, I'm interested in that stuff. Like what, what do you think the first, uh,
0: family trip will be?
1: Well, I mean <laughs> we've got we've got like it's all it's all like hypothetical right now, but the kids should be born any any day now. And we're kinda hoping to I'm hoping to have the, the van kind of travel travelable travelable uh by summer. So I think we'll just go up to New Hampshire and kind of wander around and I mean I, I don't know when we'll actually do a you know, I'm sure we'll try to do like a few overnights within the first year or something. But there's We're we're pretty accomplished hikers, but we haven't. We're still. We're going to be very new parents. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) of course. (laughs) But um, yeah, I mean, the. the, I guess the whole thing is from being out there and meeting all these people, like whether the family hike in the trail or, it's wild, you know, seventy-eight, you know, sixty-seven-year-old dude doing it or whatever. You just kind of realize that you know anything's kind of possible It's easy to, to put what you can do in a box um, yeah
0: right on yeah the only piece of advice I would give you is to watch for ticks because he got Lyme disease on the trail my buddy so oh man
1: always keep a keep an eye out for that shit yeah we uh we got really lucky with that for whatever it's, it kind of just seems like a luck of the draw thing to be honest yeah definitely so, yeah I and mean, then it's actually funny how those maybe snakes are some of the more dangerous things to be. Sore. Oh
0: yeah, he sent multiple pictures of snakes. Just insane, really.
1: Yeah, yeah. The the poisonous snakes seem to be the one ant one one thing that um, I don't know they they didn't mind just being where they were. <laughs> Everything else kind of ran away from you. <laughs> so all right,
0: uh I just got one more fan question I'll throw at you and then Mike Cook was wondering he, he said at times it feels like there's a Celtic influence in your music. And he was just wondering if, if that's true or like where does it come from? Huh. Um, I mean, it's weird
1: because, you know, like we're each each of us as musicians, we all kind of have different backgrounds. And um, you know, it's kinda of like I think one even though we're like this post rock genre or whatever, like you know, sometimes it, uh, it was just these different influences. I, I don't know if anyone in the bandits in particular is kind of into Celtic music. Maybe, like, I've played a little bit from just classical guitar stuff that I was doing. And uh, Cal is, I mean, if anything, I could imagine Cal as being the forefront on that. But, um, you know, I'd be actually curious about which melodies you thought because I, mean, I could definitely get that vibe. But yeah. it's not. I mean, it's like like I guess my answer is just that's kind of. I don't know how intentional it necessarily was. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like the melody. So I wrote a melody that was just kind of. It's kind of easy if you do like pentatonic stuff to wander right. around and those right. kind of realms. So. What, what is your background for the most part? Um, my background is like like I I I stayed classical guitar in college, so. Cause kind of like the classical guy in the band, but, um, I mean, I, you know, obviously like rock and roll and, um, also like kind of obsessed with dance music here and there. So yeah. Kind of like a weird thing I kind of pull from, but I guess I kind of like tend to think of myself as the music nerd kind of guy in the band. So,
0: yeah. So what, what kind of influences would you have? Like any, any
1: bands in particular? Um, you know the the band thing is kind of funny because um, like there's certainly bands that I was like obsessed with in college um, and in high school, but I think that you know like all like I grew up in the '90s, so it was alternative rock stuff, and then in college I fell in love with like Radiohead and Muse and that kind of stuff. But um, I feel like more often than not, like over the last few years and kind of just been more influenced by the bands that we've that we've met and friends of ours and people we've toured with um yeah so i mean we were out on like we were just out on, on the road with the velvet team guys and and that band is amazing yeah definitely <laughs> it was just cool cool to be like influenced by them for two weeks and well, i feel like that's uh, where i learned a lot of my tricks know you know i don't know just musician tricks is such a funny word but <laughs> the way somebody rocks that rocks out or cool pedal move or whatever i mean i feel like those have been where just people that we've been out with have been the most influenced in the last like maybe 10 years or so
0: what other bands have you played with that you kind of drew influence from
1: um i mean these. uh so many, but, um, I mean, the, the Cloakham guys that we're going to be out on, on the road with pretty soon, um, from like the Chicago area, we, we did tour them over in Europe, maybe a couple of years ago. And that, that was they're influential, the, I mean, the Appleseed cast guys, like, you know, that was, you know, influential stuff. Um, I mean, even being out on the road with under oath, like you know, these guys work a crowd and you know the, the stage just presence it's just like that was something great to take in every night for a whole month so nice yeah
0: right on man well uh thanks a fucking ton for doing this and the new album is amazing and good luck on
1: tour uh dude thanks for the support I really appreciate you taking the time to chat was, was really good on conversation with us
0: no, it was my pleasure. The new album came out, and it was the first thing I thought of, so I'd love to get you guys on, especially when we were talking with Jack uh, of Tides from Nebula, so I thought it was kind of cool that we were able to able to get you on. Yeah, dude,
1: we're, we're, we're pumped, it's finally out and we're glad to get a, a good reception, and it's kind of cool to start thinking about what's next, so yeah, we really appreciate just
0: the support, man. We're yeah. The so what is next? You mentioned, <laughs> cool to think about, what is next?
1: Yeah, no, I know. Um, well, I mean, we're going to get through this, this little touring cycle and then I'll start figuring out how to – we usually, like, we need to kind of tour and then write. So once, once we – uh touring schedule isn't too crazy over the next year or so. So I think um once we get, you know, through uh, the state stuff and by early summer, probably start just trying to think about what the next – what the next stuff is going to sound like. <laughs> I think probably all thought about it a little bit here and there, but I know, there's so much going on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> new kids. So. Yeah, I mean, I've got quite a bit of life stuff that's going to be kind of getting all over the place. But um, yeah, I mean, am I, I'm I'm, There's like so many unfinished things in front of me right now that I'm trying. I'm just trying to figure out which one's next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, good luck figuring cool, all that out, and uh, good luck with the
0: new new kid and the new life.
1: Appreciate it, man. It was a really good chat with you. Hope you hopefully, we get to catch up sometime.
0: Absolutely. Take care. Where, where are you actually based out of? Uh, we're in New Brunswick, Canada. Okay, cool. Yeah. I
1: right So, hopefully, I get to see you oh, in the northeast man. at some point. Yeah, man. We got a—I know it's a ways away from there, but we got—we got a show in Toronto and Montreal coming up soonish. But I don't know if we ever make it out your way, actually. But But like I said, hopefully we cross paths somehow. All right, dude. Take care, man. Yeah, you too. Bye.
0: Cheers.